are listening to Rhoda and Mary, a podcast about friendship, feminism, and fun inspired by the Mary Tyler Moore Show. If you're a fan of Mary Richards, Rhoda Morgenstern, and the general brilliance that is the Mary Tyler Moore Show, then we think you're going to enjoy this series. Today's episode is part one of two that will tackle the pilot episode of the series. And for this first half, we're just going to be talking about the theme song of the show. song (laughs) yeah so that that is the theme song but today we're going to be talking about how this theme song for season one is different than every subsequent season yeah and i think that's really interesting that is the theme song only for season one yes and you're probably thinking now i'm pretty sure that's the theme song for the whole show it's not you'd be wrong you're wrong (laughs) it was written by Sonny Curtis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts out with the question, how will you make it on your own? Yes, and then, that is our big distinction here. Yeah. And then the change, and it begins with, uh, who can turn... T- <laughs> <I> can't say <laughs> Who can turn... Who can turn the world on with her smile? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what we all end up knowing that's what yeah that's what mary tyler moore show is ah who can turn the world on with her smile yeah as we've been preparing for this episode we've been listening to a lot of different versions of this song there's a lot of covers well not a lot but there's a fair amount of covers right and some are brilliant but we'll get back to that yes um but most of them use that who can turn the world on with their smile with her her smile line like they don't (laughs) use how will you make it on your own no because that's so sad and doubtful well, the first thing you see is the brilliant typography oh, yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but the like yeah. rainbow is it a slide, of her a name. Card? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so 70s and it's just like oh, it's so perfect. awesome. <laughs> oh my God. To be able to like, to be able to replicate that, I've thought about this of like for a fashion line, whatever I like name something and then make my labels for my clothes. It's just, Oh yeah. That font, that type is just amazing. And you figured out what that is by the way, didn't you? Yeah. Well, so the, I'm going to forget what it's called. Um, let me look at my podcast folder. (laughs) I don't, I don't know how you pronounce it. It's like peg knot. Oh, Pino. Is it Pino? (laughs) 
No, it's pig night. <laughs> like like escargo. Yeah. Escargo. Pino. Pino. It's Pino. Pino demi bold. Mm, um, yeah. And it's a good. it's a free font actually. So, um so we are using that in like our cover art and things like on our website and like as our little logo um because yeah we wanted it to we wanted our logo to you know represent or sort of mimic the beautiful titling of the mary tyler moore show but without being exactly that um so we did pull kind of color schemes and stuff from that opening slide but and obviously the font but the font is freaking awesome yeah it's beautiful i love it so then so then we go straight from that font to her in her car Yes. Heading on her new journey. <laughs> on her new journey. And we know it's a new journey because we're seeing flashbacks mm-hmm. all the way through of some goodbye party and like yes. well wishing and like rib jibbing or whatever it is. Okay. That moment that you're talking yes. about, the yes. rib jab. <laughs> yes. That to me looks like that dude's coming in for a kiss. And oh, majorly. Like, yeah. And she's like, no, oh, no. no. <laughs> Good try, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like right off the bat, you're served up like an image of kind uh-huh. of sexism in the work. Yes. Yes. That those opening shots. Yeah. Her in her car. And she has kind of a look on her face like you do when you're on a long like road uh-huh. trip and you're making a big adjustment yeah. in your life where you can tell and it's then of course the lyric is you know how will you make it on your own you can see that the, like she's she is yeah she's considering like how am i going to do this yep and i think right away that makes it certainly makes me like immediately like oh i know exactly That's this, it. Yeah. this moment and i am You've rooting for you i've been there yeah there's so much storytelling in like yes. five seconds yes. <laughs> and yeah. and you're you're on board or at least I am like on board like I'm like yes okay I want to yeah. know how you're going to deal with this like how yeah. will you make it on your own yeah and she um, is entirely through the through the whole opening credit sequence she is definitely alone with the exception of those flashbacks so walking through the city she's by herself she's like mm. awkwardly swinging her purse around her she's in a sea of people, but completely by herself and, and, and trying to make the best of it, which, which I have definitely had that run through my head being in new places and walking around. Is this like, especially if it's a cold weather climate, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. all right, I can do this. Mary did this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of super empowering mm-hmm. in, in its relatability. Yeah. Before we even get to the hat toss. <laughs> I know. Yeah. This is like hat toss is still coming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're not even alluding to her, her personal life. Yeah. Which I think, I think is, I think is fascinating as you, as you even get into that first episode, when you realize what really happened and what prompted her leave that even her own flashbacks of moving somewhere come down to the nitty gritty of a job that she left behind and that she's going someplace new without that job. That's yeah. super fascinating. That's a really good point. I don't think I really thought about the fact that they don't show flashes of her personal life. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of huge. Yeah. Like, because 
that sort of also just immediately lays out that like her priorities or it's not even her priorities, but it's like, she's not defined by her personal relationships in any way. Um, Which, you know, I think, yeah, especially as you say, once the first episode gets going, you learn more about, yeah, like sort of what she's been going through and like why the move to Minneapolis of all places. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I didn't really think about that, that it is, she's, she's just, we just get the work flashback and yeah. um, I think too, like, as Caitlin knows quite well, I, I leave jobs a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And so I've had a lot of those work parties. (laughs) Mm, Yes. Oh my God. I feel like I haven't even thought of that because I have two, but I didn't even think of that. Oh Oh my God. I just feel like every year I have one of those work parties. Good luck, Heather. Heather. We'll miss you. (laughs) And it's interesting too, because like some, some were really similar to like that. Like the the one when I left uh, the performing arts center that you and I both worked at. Like Uh I think maybe you were already gone. Did you come to that goodbye party? No, I think I was already in Portland. It was. It was an awesome goodbye party. Oh. Shout out to all my colleagues over there. <laughs> um, because, and it was mostly Christina. Um, yeah. Well, she's but amazing. Like, yeah. She, she yeah. is awesome. But like, it was a, it was a wonderful goodbye party. Like they, oh. they found uh, like picture, like somehow they found lots of pictures either from my Instagram or like things that we had just like when we were like goofing around in the office and like they put pictures up of me like at work all over the the big boardroom that is so sweet (laughs) and they had like all these different kinds of cakes and um lots of people came it was just like really sweet and people said nice things but then like conversely i've left jobs where like literally no one says anything to me (laughs) oh yeah oh my god i left one job where they literally i said goodbye to somebody and she was like you better just leave soon because like (gasps) like because she knew that the next place i was going was to the owner to say goodbye and she was like you should just leave and was like okay jeez that's rough yeah yeah yeah, well, I've also had the thing, though, too, where someone has thrown me – someone that I work with has thrown me a big party and no one shows up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't – I actually, though, it, it definitely oh. wasn't, like, because people, like, were, like, screw Heather. Like, it was, like, everyone was actually too busy. Too busy to come to your yeah. goodbye party. Goodbye party. And it was, like, everybody was, like, you know – texting me apologies and stuff but it was just still so sad (laughs) no one really cares so yeah I think I think right off the bat I feel like I know exactly that atmosphere yeah maybe not the handsy dude trying to come in and like no yeah no I've not thankfully I've not had that yeah seriously very awful and awkward um um but yeah, but she also in those flashbacks looks very resolute to like, okay, bye everybody. Like, yeah. so great that you threw me this and that you appreciate me and, and, you know, in her polite way, whatever. But you can tell she's like so out of there. Which I think is also, uh, I, I definitely relate to that. Like, 
that's so even looking back at pictures of my own goodbye parties of the like, yeah, I was surprised and touched, but also so done with that place. Yeah. 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 I mean, generally that's, I guess how you hope you are. Cause yeah, I have true. left jobs recently where it's like, I, I didn't want to leave, but yeah, the circumstances said, yeah. being what they are, like I had to. So yeah. 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 I wonder if there's a little bit of that. Um, yeah. In her story, because once we get into the, the the first episode, it's like you find out that, you know, she is basically leaving uh, a relationship. Yeah. Like on the heels of like kind of a, a relationship that she realized isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she's given two years of her life to it. And yes. I feel like we've all we've all been there where you're like, yeah. oh, you know, if this isn't going anywhere and of course going somewhere in this instance is still sort of the marriage plot. Right. But um, that doesn't even seem that important. It's more just like, you know, this dude can't commit. She needs to start over and she's going to start over in a whole new town. Yeah. Which is scary. Um, Yes. And I think you certainly have done quite a bit of that moving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely relate so much so that, in in rewatching this and rewatching the very first episode of the very first season that as soon as the theme song starts it's like the most comforting soothing feeling in mm. the world i yes. feel like it's just like oh yeah it's like a warm hug oh um, my god caitlin i was going to say that i was going to say it's like a hug <laughs> i kid you not that was like in my notes like oh, it's just amazing yeah it's true. Um, yeah. And then and then because because the whole um that whole montage changes after the first season. So right. Doesn't it? Right? So like so then watching that I was like I was smacked with this like right. Oh my god. Um but yes, this this going someplace new and and starting something brand new. I have done and maybe maybe I've done it five times, I guess, if I like really boil it down. And it is it is very much this there's so much pull up by your bootstraps, can do attitude that you have to go into it that like so I definitely relate to how she isn't even thinking of the relationship that she's leaving. She's thinking of the job that she's leaving. Basically me going back to Vienna and and reestablishing all of that was like a hundred percent that that and one other move in my life was a hundred percent Mary's move it was like screw the relationships I'm gonna go do this professionally as hard as I can Mm -hmm. sleeping on a pullout sofa um sort of relying on a couple of connections that I had there but otherwise totally having to navigate and navigate in German yeah which which is not it's not my strong language (laughs) Well, you must be pretty good at it, though, if you like. I mean, there was probably a point in time where it was very passable and I could handle everything. But now it's, uh, yeah, I will politely smile at somebody who's like, oh, you speak German? And then they say something to me in German. It's like, I, I do know what you're saying. I can't answer you, though, because yeah. I will I will crumble. But yeah. yeah, I feel that way with, I mean, I never lived abroad. I mean, I lived in England for half a minute, but like. Um, never brought in a place that doesn't 
I mean, and actually most European countries, they speak a lot of English, so they you, do. You can That's, kind of get by, yeah. but yeah. I feel like I, I studied Spanish in high school yes. and I always got A's, Same. but it's like, I did the thing where like, I learned what I needed to learn for the test. I got yes. an A and yes. then promptly forgot it and never used yeah. it. But I do have think- you Have you been to a Spanish speaking country since then though? Yeah. Well, so this past okay. summer we went to Spain um, with my husband's family and did we you find in... it all coming back up? Yeah. Well, the the reason why I even am sharing this story is because, like you said, someone could say something to you and you know what they're saying. Like, I feel right. like I, I understand Spanish a lot of the time. Like, I know exactly what the words mean, but I can't find the words I'm supposed to say to say, like, to respond. Yes. Yes. Right. So, like, a lot of times I feel like people would say something to me in Spanish and I would give the correct response to whatever that question or statement was, but I'd respond in English. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Cause I, I also found that I would have responses to things that were part of sentences that were bigger sentences that I had learned in context of learning that language. Right. Yeah. So like I would have, I would have a, I, I would want to say, excuse me, where's this tram stop? But I would, I would have, excuse me, that word linked in with a, do you, can you tell me where the bathroom is? You know what I mean? So like I would get started and then they would be looking at me and I'd be like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. No. Excuse me part is right. Let me get the rest of it in order first. Like it would all be linked in with the education as opposed to the experience. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think, yeah, that's a very common, the way language is taught. Yeah, apparently it's that's the problem. Like you learn how to say, you know, can you direct me to the library? Library, right? Because that's (laughs) a pretty big thing that we need to know. I mean, where the library is. That's my first stop. (laughs) Any any Spanish place I go (laughs) to check out a book, like (laughs) how to translate English to Spanish. Uh, oh my god oh it's so good okay okay sorry okay yeah that no sort of, um I know. but yeah I, I can only imagine that like not only starting over or like having to kind of uproot your life but uproot your life in a completely foreign country just must be so much so much more uh yeah dramatic yeah. but I did want to sort of to go back to the song um yes. so yes. after those sort of opening lines it does get to the chorus of like love is all around right which i think is is such a wonderful that's i mean that's the thing that obviously stays consistent throughout the whole run of the show show. um and it's such a a nice thought and it i feel like there is something to that too and it's in this first season it's over her walking around the city as caitlin sort of described and and she's looking around and it's like it's also this fantastic montage of fashion like she's just oh my like God, it's amazing. all these great yes. coats and yeah <laughs> like walking around looking awesome um but it it feels like this like she's made it to the city and she's grateful and there's just this wonderful warmth to it yeah, um she has a positive yeah vibe. but even yeah. still he the singer does say, um, you might just make it after all. Yeah. You yeah. might just, whereas in future seasons, it's you're gonna, you're gonna make it after yeah. all. So it's yeah. like, there's still even, even in the very last line, 
as she twirls around <laughs> throws yeah. her hat into the air it's it's still you might just make it but it's like so it kind of sets up the whole first season as or one could read it as who knows like, yeah yeah you might this might not work at all like you might end up yeah. moving back to wherever the heck she's from yeah well yeah there's also that fight with rhoda because that's how we meet rhoda is that she thinks it's her apartment right and like yeah. even has a locksmith come to the door so yes. that she can have it i think we can all agree that like all's fair in love and war and when you're trying to get an apartment like you have to yeah. be kind of aggressive yes. especially Completely. in in a lot of urban places because it's usually there isn't yeah. that many good places and certainly affordable places and all of that so yeah i can certainly kind of relate to Rhoda being and Rhoda's been in that building and like she probably did claim it and frankly yeah yeah uh, Phyllis is kind of awful to to yeah. be so against Rhoda like because right totally. up the back she calls her like oh that's just dumb Rhoda <laughs> I know but meanwhile we Rhoda's Rhoda's working Rhoda's hustling Rhoda has her you know yeah her way around yeah. she's cleaning the windows <laughs> cleaning the outside of the window in the snow (laughs) yeah um yeah i think it's interesting that uh the introduction the introduction between mary and rhoda is this one of of kind of uh having to fight over space yeah Um, yeah almost like you know again a, a bit of a metaphor perhaps for how women feel like there's not enough room for all of us in the workplace or in sort of a single uh, environment. Yeah. So, but I think there's a, there is a moment kind of maybe midway through after Rhoda keeps trying to, yeah, she, she breaks in basically to the apartment and (laughs) Mary's stuff is already there. So it's like, well, Mary's pretty much got it. And Mary obviously has Phyllis on her side and right. But there's something I feel like maybe Mary says it first, where she's just like, it's really hard to hate or to be mad at you or hate you or something. Yeah. Who says that? I'm having a hard time disliking you. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think Mary says it. And then I think Rhoda says it back and she's like, yeah, I yeah. know kid. Like, yeah, I know. Uh, so it's like, and by the end of the first episode, it's like Rhoda's come down to chat with Mary about, uh, after the dude leaves yeah bill? is it bill bill yeah. yeah so bill is who mary left leaves behind which fun fact supposedly yes. um <laughs> i don't know if it's really a fact but the story there is a story that um originally the writers weren't intending to have him show up like it wasn't something that, oh. they, that they planned to do but because the network was so concerned about people thinking that she had left Dick Van Dyke. They had to give a face to yeah. who she'd left. Yeah. Interesting. They wanted to make it really clear that this mm-hmm. is not Laura Petrie. Right. And she's not divorced. She, and she's not divorcing Dick Van Dyke. It's not, this yes. schlub it's who doesn't care for her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who brings her stolen flowers from the hospital oh, he works so at. It's so incredible that are we going to have a whole separate conversation about this episode and, and that element? Because that is just like, it's, I mean, I've been in those relationships. It's just incredible. It's like, yeah, well, I think, I think we'll dive further 
into this yeah. episode in our next episode. Okay. okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, cause there's obviously a lot, a lot in it yeah. and we haven't even talked about the newsroom and Mary's right. interview exactly. and all of that. So yes. we will yes. be sure to tune in next time. Cause we will, we'll, we're going to go into that. But for right now, I actually uh, was thinking we could uh, switch gears and talk about some of those cover versions of the the theme song that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So do you want to start with the Sammy Davis Jr. version? Obviously. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I think it's really interesting that the theme song is sung by a man questioning a woman, right? right. I think we've kind of danced around that fact. Yes. But then, and then that my favorite then is not the Joan Jett one. No. At yours, but it's the Sammy one, and it's so it's so swanky, and it's so backeracky, and it's so um understatedly like beautiful. I don't I don't know. It's just to me, it's like it's a perfect song for him to sing. Yes, I I actually really agree with you. Like, so uh, I hadn't heard it until you brought it up to me. Like mm-hmm. Caitlin literally texted me. And she's like, I keep listening to it over and over again. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I like got home from work that night, poured myself a glass of wine and started listening. And it is, it is a really good version. Like the, yeah. and the opening, like the, the it's arrangement so is great. Yeah. yeah. Like it yeah. is a really fantastic version. Yes. Um, and we will be sharing uh, just a Spotify playlist of all of these versions. Yes. Um, on our website. Tell us which one you like. Yes, please. We want to know what resonates with our listeners. If we have more than one. Yeah, I really love like the original Sunny Curtis version. I think. Yeah. It's just it's just great, and it's great that you can find it on Spotify. Um, it is, and it yeah. even includes the uh, the cat meow at the end, which I think yeah. is just one of the best things ever. Um, but I will say that was was that Mary's cat because it just feels too homemade. Ooh, there! Oh God, I was looking this up on Wikipedia, uh, and there was a whole section about that cat. Okay, um, okay. So, so but I need to I need one. to look at yeah. Let's circle back on that because I don't remember off the top of my head. The cat has a name. Okay. It's like a whole thing. <gasps> Okay. Um, yeah. So that'll, there's a cliffhanger for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think, I think I will say that maybe my favorite version right now, beyond the original version, is the Joan Jet version. And I think it's okay. because, well, I'm not a Joan Jet fan in general. No. I don't. I never maybe. really got into her. I think part of the problem maybe though that I have with her is like, I don't like that. I love rock and roll song. And (laughs) that's what she's known best for. And I just, I'm like, I don't like it. She's not my, she's not, I think it's boring, but her, her version of love is all around is like just very, what you'd expect. It's, it's a punky version of the song. It's one that I feel like I would listen to. If I needed to get pumped up about something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, to close out this episode, since this episode, even though we talked about a lot of aspects of the first, the pilot of the show, um, you know, this has been all about the theme song. So, Caitlin, if you had 
to have a theme song for your life, what would it be? I don't know. (laughs) I'm such an asshole. Let's get to this part. I don't have an answer for you. (laughs) The Sammy Davis Jr. version of. Yeah, exactly. The Sammy Davis Jr. version. Yeah. No, I think that, I think that, um, I think that it's a fantastic question that I, that I've def it's definitely been like, uh, you know, a campfire conversation that I've had with friends before and family. Yeah. And, but it's, but it's really hard for me because I, because of course I want to say what, you know, my favorite songs, but my favorite songs do not, do not sum up me in any way. They're just, they just are what they are because I, I love them at a certain point when I heard them. And so I was, I was really thinking about this and I was thinking it would have to be a female artist. Mm. I feel like I would have, if I, if I was, if I was Mary and this was my show and it was right now, I, I wouldn't have it any other way than having some, a female writing and singing and producing the song, the theme song. Yeah. Which, um, which I know ostracizes a whole group of people, a whole bunch of groups of people. But um, that's always kind of how I have been yeah. with things. And so then I was thinking, would it be Alanis? Would it be, <laughs> um, oh my God, Vanessa Carlton? Like, would it be Dolly Parton? I feel like I Ooh, love- Dolly Parton would be good. Right? Like I love nine to five. That's yes. such an anthem. But then I was also thinking I couldn't do something that, I wouldn't feel comfortable having a theme song that everybody knew. I would right. feel better having a theme song that everybody then knows. Kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it totally is that show, but we didn't know it before then. But it was something that he identified with. So I felt like, and then I felt like I'm so schmaltzy. I love Liza. I love Ring Them Bells. I love <laughs> something that's plucky, but also melancholy so like a song Mm. that really takes you in different directions because I think for as as silly and as much as I don't take things seriously when I do take things seriously it's really it takes me into really low places and dark places and so there's that like you know drama highs and lows whoa yeah yeah so and and I think that that's a I think that when you have a theme song it has to be this like you hear it for 10 seconds and you know exactly what's going on um so the best that I could come up with was just the most recent song that I heard on KCRW the other night and thought, this really feels relevant to me right now. And it's just this, it's a group called the D-Revolutions and it's a song called mm-hmm. Sparkle. And, so you and I'll do probably, have an answer. Well, I do only in a, in a right now kind of way, okay. you know? Yeah. Because that was a very thought out answer my friend yeah well it's a it's a woman who's performing it it's really dirty sounding but it has the title is sparkle okay we'll be sure to put a link to that in our show notes um so we can all listen to caitlin's theme song (laughs) um i didn't think that much about this (laughs) but do you have one you have one uh i i don't know (laughs) now after hearing what you said because oh, no. um, now I'm like, oh, I gotta think about this more. For some reason, I thought it was really funny, and I thought I was so clever to have my theme song be like a Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. Like, 
I can't think of the name of the song, but it's like their really famous song, like the one that everybody knows. Well, not not everyone, but like it's classic Herb Albert and the Tina Wanna yeah. Press like that. Well, I mean, obviously that is, I can definitely see the opening credits and and the show's called Heather exclamation <laughs> mark. And that's playing. Like, <laughs> I'll I'll just I'll end it on this note. I like our theme song for this podcast so much. I feel like that's my new that's my new internal theme. I know, song. right? I actually do. That's so funny because when I made my coffee this morning in, in preparation for recording this yeah i played it i played it while i made my coffee oh see that's perfect no <laughs> all right all right well caitlin we did it you might just make it after all yeah <laughs> we might <laughs> i might just edit this episode after all <laughs> If you enjoyed hanging out with us, please be sure to subscribe. And also, if you have a moment to rate us or give us a review on iTunes, we would be grateful. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Rhoda and Mary. 